0: 73 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. This is the 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed. 15 minutes of non-stop, in-depth coverage on today's top stories. The exclusive weather forecast and an expanded I-4 traffic update. Orlando's only commercial-free 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed. Starts with the three
1: big things you need to know right now.
0: Three. All right, let's do this on a Wednesday morning. Get in on the WDBO Payroll Payout. Just tap the Payroll Payout button in the WDBO app and enter the word bling, bling as in flashy jewelry, bling, B-L-I-N-G bling for your chance to win $1,000 this morning, download the WDBO app and enter the word bling, B-L-I-N-G for your chance to get in on the WDBO payroll payout on a Wednesday morning So, so. The House committee approves of two articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandra Mayorkas. The full House is expected to vote on impeachment next week. One. Our one. top story on WDBO this morning. Governor Ron DeSantis is making a change to your driver's license.
2: It's yeah, got critics say it's part of the ongoing campaign to make Florida uninhabitable and unsafe for transgender individuals.
3: The change in a memo sent out Friday prohibits drivers from changing their sex on their license or ID cards.
2: The memo says allowing people to make the change runs afoul of state law because gender has historically been understood as a synonym for sex, which is determined by innate biological and genetic characteristics. In 2018, the state allowed a gender change using signed statements from physicians or court orders. The state rescinded the policy saying its provisions are not supported by state law and violators can be subject to a fine. April Davis, WDBO, 1073 FM, and AM 580. Coming up in OnlyFans, Decalsters, controversy in Lake County. The story ahead on Orlando's morning news.
1: I'm Channel 9. At witness News. Meteorologist Brian Shields. Up to 72 degrees today. Coming up, we're tracking a front moving in tonight. How much colder it's going to get? And a crash on I 4 heading westbound, approaching Lake Mary Boulevard now has a right lane blocked from the WDBO Traffic Center. I'm Ed Torrance. All right,
0: let's get in on the WDBO payroll payout right now. Just tap the payroll payout button in the WDBO app. Enter the word bling B-L-I-N-G Bling is in flashy jewelry Bling for your chance to win $1,000 download that WDBO app and enter the word Bling B-L-I-N-G for your chance to get in on the WDBO payroll payout it's 8.02 now WDBO 1073 FM
3: and AM 580
2: I'm Marcia Taylor.
3: I'm Casey Wright. Orlando police are investigating a triple shooting at an apartment complex.
2: Police say one person died and two others were hurt just after 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. It happened at the Jernigan Gardens Apartments on Mercy Drive near the Northwest Neighborhood Center. Police say the shooter is still out there. I'm Alexa Lorenzo for WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580. Lake County mom says she's having to drop her kids off across from their school due to her OnlyFans ad on her back window. Michelle Klein says she's just trying to draw attention to her business after a flurry of complaints at Liberty Christian Prep School in Tavares. She says she's sharing a behind-closed-doors lifestyle and supporting herself. Other parents say she only has to take the decal off her car.
3: The bar may be set even higher to pass constitutional amendments in Florida. A House committee has passed a bill that requires 66.7% support. It currently needs 60%.
2: The best way we can protect our
0: Florida constitution is to make sure that everyone understands and supports a new constitutional amendment before they vote yes on it.
3: Opponents say groups have needed to pass the amendments because the legislature isn't doing enough.
4: The problem it is that we are trying to fix, and um, what, what it is we are trying to do to... Um, to to stop the voice
3: of Floridians. If approved during the session, the issue would go on the ballot this fall. Sentinel County deputies
2: say a California teenager is now facing charges for a swatting incident at a mosque in Sanford. Investigators say they received a call May 12 from a male claiming he was going into a mosque with gun and explosives. Now, the suspect played the sound of gunshots in the background of the call. The FBI served a search warrant on his home. Now the 17-year-old is in jail in Seminole County facing charges as an adult. The sheriff's office says he could be connected to other swatting incidents
3: across the country. Social media leaders head to Capitol Hill today to discuss the safety of kids on social media. Reporter Lionel Moise. The leaders of X. TikTok, Snap, Meta, and Discord are expected to highlight safety improvements they've made in recent months, including new security features and parental controls. But senators want the CEOs to support the Kids Online Safety Act that would restrict access to the data of minors and would allow parents to better supervise children's activity.
2: And by a party-line vote, a House committee okays two impeachment articles against Alejandra Mayorkas. It could hit the House floor for a floor vote next week. Now, the articles against Mayorkas are violating laws enacted by Congress regarding immigration and border security.
3: Georgia House members Monday passed a bill to revive a commission with powers to discipline and remove prosecutors. The action follows allegations Fulton County DA Fannie Willis hired a love interest to prosecute the case against former President Trump.
2: A member of the progressive squad on Capitol Hill is underneath scrutiny from the Justice Department... how some of her campaign money was spent on personal security. Reporter Rihanna Alley, Missouri Congresswoman Cori Bush is pushing back amid a federal investigation into whether she misused campaign funds for her personal security. Some reports claim she spent up to $750,000 since being elected in 2020. Among the expenditures facing close scrutiny, more than $100,000 in reported payments to her now husband to provide security services.
3: WDBO business News is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Buying a new home is pricey these days. WDBO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard, is keeping an eye on the market. The low
0: mortgage rates we had in recent years hid how much housing prices had gone up. But one of the things that's happening now is last year, buyers were generally on strike. So the housing market is having to adjust. And what you're going to see is more and more innovation in how homes are built to make them more affordable for you to buy. So I believe that over the next few years, housing is going to stop being the backbreaking burden, particularly for first time home buyers that it is now. 24 is still gonna be tough. I think 25 is going to be starting to get better and better in the new home market
2: and no doubt scott clark is going to weigh in on interest rates that's what the fed has on their table at a meeting today
0: yeah interesting announcement later today thank you marcia and casey 807 now i'm scott Inez, orlando's morning news let's go ahead and get that extended forecast for you it's brought to you by Protech air conditioning and plumbing services channel nine eyewitness news chief meteorologist tom
1: terry Hey there, Scott. We've got a beautiful day, a start in the 40s, but quickly back in the 70s, low 70s for highs today. We do have another cold front, though. It's going to be racing through here by early afternoon. The main feature we'll uh, bring to the area is going to be gusty winds. So we're going to see some wind gusts over 30 miles an hour, rather breezy, you would say, later today. So we head through tonight, back in the mid-40s, and a few more clouds tomorrow, high 68. Then on Friday, back in the low 70s, mid-70s, Saturday, before we get rain moving in on Saturday sunday looks like perhaps a couple of inches of rain in a few spots on sunday from channel 9 i'm chief meteorologist tom tier and
0: right now i'm looking at 48 degrees at orlando's severe weather
1: station ed torrance is in the wdbo traffic center what's going on ed scott we're seeing delays on i4 westbound approaching state road 46 and then again from just before 46a to after lake mary boulevard got a crash on i4 westbound At the end of the on-ramp from 46A to I-4 westbound, a right lane is blocked on that ramp. But after that, you're going to find traffic slowing from Princeton to Colonial Drive. Tap of the brakes at Central Florida Parkway. Eastbound delays approaching 27 to 429. Osceola Parkway to 535, then from Michigan Street to Amelia. Delays remain on the 408 eastbound from Kirkman Road to John Young Parkway westbound between Goldenrod Road and I-4. I'm Ed Torrance with Reliable Traffic Reports every six minutes in the morning on WDBO. Thanks, Ed. It's 8.08 on a chilly Wednesday morning. I'm Scott Inez, Orlando's
0: Morning News here on WDBO. We think it's really important for WDBO to stay connected with our local state national officials. That's why we asked Orange County School Superintendent, Dr. Maria Vasquez, on the show this morning. She graciously accepted. Dr. Vasquez, good to talk to you again. Um, I, I guess... I I guess we can call this a a mid-year report card. I remember talking to you back in August at the beginning of the school year. There were a lot of different policies and laws that were going into effect. It was kind of an unknown. But here we are at mid-season. So you tell us, Dr. Vasquez, how are things going in one of the largest school districts in the country so far?
4: Good morning, Scott. Wonderful to be able to be on the show with you this morning. Uh, We are having a wonderful school year. Uh, and the implementation of some of those new rules and regulations have gone rather smoothly for us. One in particular is the student cell phone policy that received a great deal of attention Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the school year.
0: Yeah, well, this recent report about the new phone policy caught my eye, no doubt. And we've heard from a number of different teachers on the open mic saying, look, this thing is working. Uh, the phones are put away the students are more receptive and attentive uh, uh, in class at least according to some of the teachers that i've heard what what are you hearing from teachers from administrators students parents about how the new phone, phone policy is affecting learning in the classroom this year
4: well they have echoed teachers and administrators have echoed the same sentiments uh to me uh to staff as we are visiting schools greater interaction uh, amongst not just students to students, but also uh, between students and teachers, administrators. Uh, We knew it was going to be difficult at first for our students to adapt to the new policy, which does not allow the use of cell phones from bell to bell, Mm -hmm. except for educational purposes. Um, But each of the schools has done a phenomenal job in Uh, First of all, transitioning to the new policy, uh, as well as providing information to both our parents and our students, what to do if they do need to get a hold of uh, their child or the parent during the school day. Um, As we talk to students, of course, some of them believe that the policy is too strict, but they all have acknowledged those that have spoken to us that during the school day in classrooms, Um, there is much uh, more interaction, attentiveness, and fewer distractions. Mm. Uh, Our parents have also um, expressed a a concern around the use of the cell phone in the event there is um, a lockdown, some type of emergency, and so our staff is looking at how we may be able to address that parental concern um, as we make adjustments to the policy for the upcoming school
0: year. You know, Dr. Vasquez, some of the teachers we've heard from say that, you know, in the classroom, the pressure is now off of that. Well, there's always pressure, but some of the pressure <laughs> is off of them, that the kids can be kids, they can be attentive, they're inquisitive, they can take part in the discussions. It is a new policy, but there is is there any... I don't know, official data, right? Is there any official data to kind of back up what we're hearing from you and from teachers and administrators as far as this new phone policy is concerned yet?
4: We have um, taken a look at our first semester um, discipline data and what we uh, have found in our initial review is that we have seen a decline in uh, some of our schools uh, in the area of uh, bullying, in the area of cyber bullying, uh, fighting, and we will continue to analyze that data uh moving forward as we present uh information to the board when they review the code of conduct additionally we have not received uh, a, an enormous number of emails or phone calls regarding Um, negative feedback on the cell phone policy. And when we uh, put out a survey at the end of December, um, we had a very low response rate, 5% Mm -hmm. from uh, the various stakeholders. And one could infer that those individuals that had concerns expressed them and others were have adapted to the policy and, um, are, are not concerned at this time.
0: I know Dr. Vasquez that the orange County phone policy goes a little bit further than the new state law and that students, like you said, bell to bell cannot have the phones out even during lunch. What are you hearing from other administrators, other principals, other superintendents, perhaps around the central Florida area and the state uh, about this new phone policy?
4: Uh, Well, interestingly enough, Scott, we have gotten quite um, a lot of calls and emails requesting uh, information as to how we came about uh, implementing the policy, not just from uh, some of the uh, superintendents uh, and board members in the state of Florida, but outside of the state of Florida. I think we can say that nationally, we have seen the impact social media has had especially on our youth, and definitely there's very positive aspects to social media. But we have seen an increase in cyberbullying. We have seen an increase in fighting. Uh, You mentioned the pressure that students have as a result of postings uh, uh, on social media. And so I think it's something the entire country is grappling with. How are we able to ensure that our students during the school day are safe, are supported, and that these elements that negatively impact their education are um, eliminated or at the very least reduced.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like you folks in Orange County are doing quite well with this new phone policy there there are always hiccups involved but kids uh-huh. man i mean at, uh, doctor you know kids that so much is being thrown at these students from all areas, so many distractions. I I think this is great news for everybody involved, the students, the teachers, people like you. I mean, you know, you're always going to have your share of issues in schools, but if this continues to be a positive, that's just one less issue, right? I mean, one a huge issue, but one less issue that you got to worry about in schools as far as teachers and administrators go.
4: I I definitely agree. And it's wonderful when uh, you visit our schools especially around lunchtime, which is the the time period that is most impacting our students' use of the cell phone in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And you see that they are playing games. Um, They are interacting with one another. The noise level in the cafeteria because of all the chatter and I think that's incredibly important. Uh, human interaction conversations are critical um, as you not only uh, develop, but it's a life skill that you're going to need at work, uh, at play, and you can see it and you can feel it um, when you're walking in those, uh, in those schools during this time. So well, I yeah. am thankful that we have been able to implement it, that we've had the support of all of the stakeholders um, and we, we know that we've got incredible kids uh, in our schools and we want them to continue to thrive.
3: Well,
0: there's your mid-year report card from Dr. <laughs> Maria Vasquez. Doctor, always a pleasure. Thanks so much uh, and we'll talk soon, okay?
4: Yes, Scott.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, ma'am. That is Superintendent of Orange County Schools, Dr. Maria Vasquez. 817 uh, WDBO. We do have your weather and your traffic every six minutes on a Wednesday morning
1: temperatures rebounding some under lots of sunshine highs this afternoon will top out in the upper 60s and low 70s tonight another front arrives so we're cold again we'll be down in the 40s by tomorrow morning and tomorrow just mid to upper 60s for those highs our next good chance of rain that will arrive late sunday from channel not eyewitness news i am our aldress brian shields and right
0: now i'm looking at 49 degrees at Orlando severe weather station ed torrance is back in the wdbo traffic center what's going
1: on it scott got an earlier crash on the 417 northbound just after you cross the lake jessa bridge you got vehicles on the right shoulder but that's causing delays that begin just past 434 so allow for extra time there also seeing delays on i4 eastbound approaching 27 to 429 Osceola parkway to 535 after that from cayley to colonial drive and then you got delays approaching lee road to maitland on the westbound side of I-4, a crash after 46A with vehicles on the right shoulder. Delays from 46A to just after Lake Mary Boulevard, then slow into downtown from Princeton to Colonial Drive. Tap the brakes at Central Florida Parkway and got a crash on the Turnpike southbound after Hancock Road right around mile marker 277. Right now, only one lane is getting by. It looks like they actually have a... Part of a right lane blocked as well as a left lane. They're getting through the middle there. Delays begin approaching Hancock Road. I'm Ed Torrance with Reliable Traffic Reports every six minutes in the morning on WDBO.